Welcome, everybody. Here we go. We have a lot of news to go through. I've got a lot of tabs lined up that I want to uh, go through in rapid uh, succession here. And if anybody wants to, at the end, join the panel, you have, you're, of course, welcome to. And we will take any opinions on any of these stories. So uh, let's start with Dictator Dan in Melbourne, Victoria, the, the second largest state in Australia. So this is a sad scene. Um, there was actually a lot of arrests that happened. You know, I didn't cue that up. I, I probably, you probably want to see that. I'll see if I can dig that up while we watch this here. But, oh, it would help if I shared my screen, right? So this is in uh, Victoria, Australia. People going on uh, walks in the park and arrested for protesting. And uh, just absurd. So I hope everybody's doing well out there. Let's watch this uh, terrifying police state clip here. And... Uh, I'll let you judge it for yourself. And her dog, too. That's the saddest part. He's like, what's going on? She's like going on a walk with her dog. Okay, I found the other clip, too, but let's watch a little bit more of this. Soon resisting arrest is going to be a hate crime. That's what they're pushing for. They're saying, you know, police are a protected uh, class because of their, their blueness. Their blueness is, makes, them a, 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 makes them a minority group. So she is clearly very distraught and... Um, yelling and, and her dog I mean it's just terrifying and I found the other clip here let's let's cue this up and uh, let me know how the audio is in the chat shout out to everybody who's joined Atlas Chris Grace good to see everybody Stardust Kelly thanks for stopping by here's um the news report from what would this be nine news Melbourne I'm not going to play it in its entirety because I don't want to you know infringe on their copyright or anything but this is a fair use for news. Um, look behind him at this graphic here. Just like this blood-stained COVID balls flying around. The biohazard scary symbol there, like straight out of 28 days later, COVID-19. And then you have these people running across the street being chased out of a park. This is so crazy. People are allowed to go out and exercise for an hour a day, and it's awful that they have to be under house arrest for 23 hours a day. And they go out, and they're getting chased down by cops in their cruisers and in their uh, or on horseback. So look at this graphic here. It's going to say, running scared. Watch this. Protesters swarmed a Bayside Park today, only to flee at the sight of police. There were dramatic... <laughs> Yeah, you'd flee too if arrest is off. If this was coming, look, he's getting like arrested on the ground there, like only to flee at the sight of police, like there's some sort of like cowards or something running scared. I mean, give me a break. Imagine if they said that about like 
the Jews in the Holocaust or something. Like they showed a little clip of like some people getting chased down by stormtroopers or something, and they're like, "Look at look at these cowards running scared." You know, I mean, that's how I look at this situation. This is the most oppressive government I've ever seen in my lifetime. Victoria, Australia, post-COVID. It's terrifying. Elwood Beach. You've arrested me for no reason. Take it off. It hurts. Protesters march through Bayside. Everyone get this. This was the man that was arrested. And everyone's wondering, like, why are these police with red and black uniforms? That's very strange. And somebody pointed out on uh, Twitter, and I'll try to show you that if I can find it. Um, I, I'm going to, uh, what is it? Oh, they, they raised a Chinese flag over the police station in Melbourne. Given it, uh, Granted, it was a few months ago, but let's watch a little more. That was until the mountain branch charged in, forcing the anti-lockdown demonstrators to scatter as officers on the ground rounded them up. As officers on the ground just rounded them up. I mean, give me a break. The news is complicit here. Here's the woman we watched earlier and her dog getting arrested. Here's um, some protesters running from... Dictator Dan's dogs. All right, let's keep moving on here. Actually, I wanted to show one other thing if I can find it in my tweets. Oh, this is great. This one, hopefully, I don't know if it's got like copyrighted music in it or anything. Uh, where was the other thing I wanted to show? Right here. Melbourne Police Station raises Chinese flag. Victoria police have been accused of honoring a police state by flying the flag of the Chinese communist regime on its 70th birthday. Happy birthday, China. Let's raise your flag by our police station. And, and they've often been accused of employing Chinese style tactics or actually maybe even being a proxy Chinese government to some extent, infiltrated to some extent. But, um, what else did I want to show? Oh, this was a good meme. So you're telling me due to allergies, a chef needs to know all the ingredients to a cupcake, but a doctor doesn't need to know all the ingredients to vaccines. If you're mad at your neighbors for being outside or going shopping, but you're not mad at your governments for collapsing the economy with their um, erroneous virus models and statistics, you are the problem. It's a bold meme, right? Um, okay, what was next? I had something queued up. Oh, this is another funny meme. Newsweek.com put out an article that somebody fixed the title of. The, the article read, Narcissists and psychopaths are more likely to refuse to wear masks. And the person just you know, made it a little bit more correct. And No, the narcissists and the psychopaths are more likely to threaten violence against those who don't do what they say. So that's a good correction. Newsweek should take heed of that. Okay, oh, this was the other thing I wanted to show. Um, this is really well put together, but I don't know if the music is... All right, let's just watch a little. One of the tests for a democracy is what is called the town square test. Can a person go to their local town square and speak out freely 
without fear of arrest. The focus has been on the personality of the dictator. Violates human rights and freedoms. How do you respond? This is not about human rights. Not about, about. This is not about human rights. I love this this part here where they have him saying it's not about human rights, and they uh, have everyone watching on the Big Brother screen. The masses are kept in their places in dictatorships through the power of ideology. Its role is to keep the elite ruling group cohesive so that they, through their cohesion, can use force to keep the masses in their places. I have found that actually, if you get to know the people, most of them know very well what is going on and they are not fooled by the ideology. They know very well that they live in corrupt, dictatorships. What prevents the people from rising up against the government is simply the guns held to their heads. It is naked power that keeps the masses in their places. We must not assume that there is an inevitable march forward. The struggle for openness and democracy is a struggle that requires conscious effort. Free Victoria. Yeah, that's sad. I mean, it's well put together. I mean, he's kind of a Hitler of our times, isn't he? In a lot of ways. All right, so just kind of wanted to address something that I think is very interesting. Just kind of give my two cents on it. Obviously, I don't know. But um, Fox News last year ran a clip. It was an animated graphic saying that Ruth Bader Ginsburg had died. (laughs) And of course, she hadn't died yet, according to the official narrative, until this year. So some people think that's proof that um, she had already died, or maybe just hints at it. And I think that's one possible explanation. But before we get into my my theories here, here's the article. Big mistake, Fox News host apologize after graphic implying Ruth Bader Ginsburg died mistakenly aired. This was early in 2019 in January. Fox and Friends host apologized Monday after briefly airing a graphic that appeared to suggest uh, Ruth died. They apologized on the show, quote, we need to apologize. A technical error in the control room triggered a graphic of Ruth Bader Ginsburg with a date on it. We don't want to make it seem anything other than that. Then that was a mistake. That was an accident. We apologize. Big mistake. This was a technical error that emulate that emanated from the graphics team. And I actually haven't read this article. I hadn't read their their excuse yet. And I I think this is possible. I think it is possible their graphics team was trying out some new tech because remember Fox News is putting together live broadcasts on cable. So they they need to be able to like generate graphics real quick, throw them up on the screen and uh Imagine you're trying out a new technology, and I'll, I'll just start queuing the, the tape here since you guys probably want to see what I'm, what they did. Um, you'll see full speed, and then half speed, then one tenth speed. Uh, let me turn that sound down. So you can see the year. There's three lines of text, and they they come in from different directions. It's animated, 
Also, you can see the background is animated. See how it comes in? And then look how she fades in as well. So there's like different layers here, and it's it's an animated ordeal. So one thing I could see them doing in the graphics department is saying, and, and their graphics department could also just be the guy running um, the the control board, the mixer and everything. Um, so I'm not trying to give do damage control for them or anything, but I'm just trying to think of like what what are the different possible explanations and if they're trying a new thing of technology maybe they're like okay what can we put on on here like that might happen very soon that would be something we need to break immediately to the population oh well what if like ruth bader ginsburg died or something she's in bad health and and they're like okay let's try it out like i remember i worked for a military contracting company and, and i would often like and i would build software right and it was this was only for a summer just for a couple months and during college, I was just an intern, and uh, when when I was designing the interfaces, I would often use like, you know, just random test stuff. Like I remember specifically using uh, photos of Pearl Harbor, and then when the people asked me when I was giving like a demonstration to the team or something, they'd be like, "What? What is that a picture of?" And I said, "Pearl Harbor," and they they were all like laughing and taken aback. I guess it was a touchy touchy topic. Um, I wasn't trying to be political or anything, but it's. It could just be a case of that where they're trying to just come up with something to test out on the the new graphic. That said, it could also be she died and they were considering whether or not to tell the people. Um, but then again, like, would they really have this bad of a mistake? Like, literally a mistake, like a, just like, hey, we're going to we're going to tell everybody that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died get the graphics ready get them to the um, broadcast team and then oh at the last second hey we're not going to tell them yet we're going to wait a year till right before the election so I don't know what's going on but um, I, I think that there's I don't know I don't know what to make of that I don't think it's like a, a definitive proof or anything another example I would give like I, I get info sent to me a lot people sent me that World Bank website with um the items marked COVID test kits being sold back in 2018. And I, um, and you know, I've worked in web for, you know, my whole adult life. And I just thought it was more likely that it was a, a database mislabeling or they use like an old product and they started using it for COVID and they said, okay, let's just change the title to COVID-19 test. And, uh, then it made some of their older records look bad. Like that, that kind of stuff happens with databases. So um, that was my take, and that's what they ended up saying was what happened. Whether that's what actually happened, I don't know, but um, I, same thing, I think, with this graphic. Okay, moving on. COVID, 10,000 pound fines for self-isolation breaches, says BBC News. So they are really ramping up the restrictions in the UK, and I think um, either today or tomorrow is when they're going to start giving out uh, the the fines for people being in groups more than six, so on and so forth. Uh, here's this sellout liar, Hancock, saying, following COVID rules, or excuse me, follow COVID rules or they will get tougher. So this is classic collective punishment. And I hate it. I think that everyone should hate it. He's saying, okay, if the if the people that don't go along with the program 
don't go along with what we want them to do. We're going to punish everybody. We're going to punish all of their family members who just go along with the program. We're going to punish uh, everyone in their name. And so those people are going to hate the the defiers even more. And I, I really hate to see this spin they put on all these uh, people standing up for anti-lockdown. Even like things that are being done like on, on the internet where it's not actually doing anything other than maybe uh, changing people's view on the situation. But they'll even say that that is extending the lockdown. Oh, you can't you can't speak out against the lockdown because then people might not take it seriously or get quarantine fatigue, and then we'll have to lock down even longer. It's like it's total mind control and group psychology where they pit people against each other and they use collective punishment. I mean, it's kind of like straight out of like what you'd see at a boot camp or like a um team training or something where everyone has to do push-ups if if somebody messes up and then all those people get mad at that person and that person feels shame and you know ends up not messing up because everyone will have to suffer i hope i'm making the point (laughs) i i I look at what he's saying here as collective punishment follow covid rules or they will get tougher and of course i already look at what they're doing as being incredibly heinous and inhumane and illegal um Aside from the fact they're using collective punishment, but that just takes it over uh, to the to the next level. So they're introducing ten thousand pound fines, and they're also saying that the rules will get tougher if everyone doesn't go along with it. They're saying that they're saying that the United Kingdom is at a tipping point, and we have a choice. This is the health secretary. If everyone follows the the rules, we can avoid further national lockdown. The prime minister is understood to be considering a ban on household mixing and reducing op- opening hours for pubs. Ban on households mixing. This is crazy. I mean, what what kind of an effect is this going to have on reproduction? Is my my question. Like, and what are all the demographics that are going to be affected by this? Like, I, I've got to imagine that fewer people are dating right now and, and finding uh, significant others to spend their lives with. And, uh, I mean, maybe some people are pent up and, and might be having more children or something. I, I don't know exactly what's what's happening. Um, but there's a lot of people who are very broke and can't pay their bills. And then there's also a bunch of people who are making lots of money working from home and, uh, in their big houses and they're they're have more time with you know with their family and their wife and their husband and maybe they're they're actually gonna have more children so i'm i'm just trying to think of this in terms of positive eugenics and negative eugenics and uh maybe certain demographic groups are being encouraged to reproduce more and others less i'm just brainstorming And he's not ruling out another lo- another national lockdown. In the BBC interview, he also said he would call the police on people who refused to self-isolate. He denied the government was overreacting. And he said there was still hope for a vaccine. That's what there's, I mean, they're, they're really programming people hard, tying the two together. Oh, well, you know, yeah, we know life sucks, but hey, we could, there always might be a vaccine in a few months. 
Talk about product placement. The new legal duty requires people to self-isolate if they test positive for coronavirus or are traced as a close contact, whatever close means from this tyrannical, oppressive government. Um, so contact tracing induced forced self-isolation. How heinous is that? Fines will initially start at 1,000 pounds, rising to 10,000 pounds for repeat, for repeat offenders and for the most egregious breaches. So you can pay for your freedom. If you're rich, the rules don't apply to you. You know, if you get caught, you pay a fine. So basically, they are selling public spaces to the rich. Everyone else isn't, uh, can't afford to, to risk it. It's uh it's crazy. It's basically pay for pay for your rights. More than 19,000 fines have been falsely issued and I added the word falsely in England and Wales for allegedly breaches for alleged breaches of coronavirus laws in quotes. All right, I'm done with this article but they're pushing the second wave they're pushing the second wave and more and more restrictions are hitting european countries and uh today is sunday and it's saying revelers in leeds hit the town to make the most of final week of freedom the final weekend of freedom so i guess monday or later today the the rule of six kicks in or as one one guy on tv called it Six, six, six. It's simple. How do you not understand that? It's like, Jesus, dude, why don't you flash your sign a little more? Um, last orders before lockdown. It's, it's really sad. There's some key lines in here that I thought were, were disgusting. Maybe it was just the headline. Yeah, yeah, right here. Final week of freedom. Or I keep saying week, final weekend of freedom. Like, is that not the headline? Oh, no, that's just like the side note. It's like, oh, yeah, the last weekend of freedom. So people went and partied. It's like, okay, can we talk about how there's no freedom? Like, isn't that the headline? Oh, no, 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 no. There's coronavirus in the air. So <laughs> no rights during a pandemic. All right. Breaking 911 on Twitter says... Package a package addressed to the White House containing ricin intercepted by law enforcement. The package was addressed to Trump. FBI statement. The FBI and our, and our U.S. Secret Service and U.S. Postal Inspection Service partners are investigating a suspicious letter received at a U.S. government mail facility. At this time, no known threat to public safety. So... A lot of people are speculating that this is some sort of a um, an event, maybe, to push for more uh, biosecurity or just more uh, security, you know, in the mail and stuff. Just basically like another mini 9-11 in order to lose more of our freedoms, say, you know, in what we mail 
and it being private, you know, like the idea that anything could be opened up and, and read through and, and, and scanned and whatever. Um, yeah, very weird, very weird. And, and, uh, I'm not, just a random thought I just had also like what, how much of our DNA is like in the letter that we put in the mail? Like if you lick the envelope or something, if they're like, what if they start scanning that and just collecting DNA? Random thought. All right, next up. Secret Service intercepts highly toxic poison ricin mailed to White House. So this is kind of the full details about what we just talked about. Secret Service intercepted a piece of mail with ricin. They're saying some people are saying that this is the left and it has to do with Ruth's death and, and him picking a new person. I'm not sure. I, I don't blame the left for it. I think that it could be anything, including the, the establishment wanting to roll out some new uh, restrictions. Remember, this is important. Remember the anthrax scare where Barack Obama got mailed anthrax? What came from that? Little known, a little known side effects which came from that, and it's hard to even remember what this is called. But it's basically like where the postal, and I'm going to search for this while I'm trying to remember. Postal service scans letters after anthrax, or, or they scan like the the front of boxes and letters to have records of who sent what to where. So they're basically track tracing the database every mail item you send. Um, so they are, this is interesting. This is kind of related here. What is anthrax and the USPS biohazard detection system? This was just two years ago, L less than two years. Um, anthrax is a bio er, anthrax is a bacterial disease, and biohazard detection system will detect anthrax in the mail. So they already have an apparatus of sorts, and USPS is very widely used because it's the cheapest because it's subsidized by taxes, or it's subsidized by government spending, I should say. At least that's my understanding. I I'm not like a postal expert or anything. Um. But there's another thing that came from the anthrax attacks. Uh, let me see. Scans, letters, and packages. Right here. Postal service confirms scanning. Postal service confirms photographing all U.S. mail. The Postal Service takes a picture of every letter and package mailed. It's a uh, New York Times article here. So I can't read it because I'm not going to, because I don't pay them. Oh, here, here it is. Here's the Wikipedia article. Mail isolation control and tracking is an, is an imaging system employed by the USPS that takes photographs of the exterior of every piece of mail that is processed in the United States. The Postmaster General has stated that the system is primarily used for mail sorting, though it also enables the USPS to retroactively trail mail correspondence at the request of law enforcement. 
It was created in the aftermath of the 2001 anthrax attack that killed five people, including two postal workers. All right, so um, I also want to point out there's a very interesting topic that people should really be aware of called postal censorship. And I think this is really an interesting topic right now because we have the FBI, we have Bill Barr going after end-to-end encryption. And I think the next step after making sure they can see every, every correspondence that goes between two people is the ability to censor those messages from getting through. Although they could just go arrest people, right, that, you know, say the wrong things and even build cases around dissenters or whatever. But um, I, I am worried about postal censorship rearing its ugly head in the future. And we already have it in, in, in some forms because a lot of us use platforms like Facebook, YouTube, Twitter to communicate with people. And they do censor messages. But postal censorship is the inspection or examination of mail, most often by governments. But we can also, of course, see corporations doing this. It can include opening, reading, and total or selective obliteration of letters and their contents, as well as covers, postcards, parcels, and other postal packets. Mostly happens during wartime. So there's examples like American Civil War, World War I, World War II. Um, in the years leading up to the American Revolution, the British monarchy and the American colonies manipulated the mail and newspapers sent between the various colonies to prevent them from being informed and from organizing. So very interesting topic there. Okay, what do you guys think of this? I, I still need to watch the full video. I know I probably shouldn't even talk on it without the full context, but I think that this is a very concerning comment here, and people are going to say he's joking, but like, I, I have a hard time seeing people justify this. Listen to this. Basically, he's saying, maybe I'll sign an executive order. You can't have him as your president. Like, he can't be serious, but why would you say this at a rally? We can joke, we can play games, we can have fun. You can't have this guy as your president. You can't have... Maybe I'll sign an executive order. You cannot have him as your president. And the cheering is a little bit concerning as well. Um, I guess they're just joking around and, and maybe he's you know making fun of you know how the executive orders work and how you can just do whatever you want. But he also uses executive orders all the time. So it's not like he's not doing the same thing everybody else is. And he's joking about using an executive order so you can't have Joe Biden. I mean, crazy precedent he's setting here with these jokes. Um, and then here's another clip that Joe Biden took of Trump and put it as an ad for him. And I think this backfired on Joe. Um, <laughs> this is this is so stupid. Watch this. A 10 minute clip or it should be 10 second clip getting 6.2 million views. If I lose to him, I don't know what I'm going to do. I will never speak to you again. You'll never see me. I'm Joe Biden and I approve this message. That's an ad that he put out. 6.2 million people have viewed that. Um, so, again, I, maybe, he was, maybe Trump was just in rare form that night. Because, you know, that is kind of a weird quote as well. But it's not gonna, that's not going to be the end of 
Trump. No one's going to like change their thoughts because of that. Um, but this is concerning um, about him saying he'll sign an executive order where you can't have him as your president. Also, uh, where he said he's going to seek a third term because they spied on him in his first campaign. Um, okay, this is crazy, too. Chuck Grassley, who I'd only heard of for the first time in this discussion of the continuity of government in the United States, where some people are saying that if the, if the elections all get postponed, then the, the president, the vice president, and the uh, speaker of the House are all ineligible and it goes to Grassley somehow. So Grassley is like this, he's got like this outside shot of, of making it to the, uh, the Oval Office. But he has, I mean, he kind of looks like some dark Sith overlord or something. I, I think that's probably the best way to put it. Um, and he's also been putting out some very strange tweets. So... Let's uh let's look at some of his tweets. And he still has them up, I think. He still has them up. And people are wondering if he got hacked. <laughs> oh, just check these out. His last tweet, but in case of the pigeon, I could actually pick up bird. No life whatsoever. I assumed Dear dead because it was night and no carcass. Oh, was this the guy who hit the person and thought and thought it was a deer? One second. Maybe no, that was somebody else. Sorry, sorry. But he's he's just put this tweet out. I assumed dead deer because it was night and no carcass. This one is takes the cake. If you, the letter U, lost your, that's you are, pet pigeon, it's dead in front yard. My Iowa farm just discovered. Here are identifiers. Right leg blue. 2020 slash 3089 AU2020 slash she. Slash slash left leg green band no printed info. Sorry for bad news. So he's using his his uh, bully pulpit to rescue a dead pigeon to its rightful owner, I guess. I, I'm not sure, but uh, these are the people that rule over us. It's insane. All right, moving on. Speaking of people who rule over us, CNN's medical experts... Say or uh, this Sanjay Gupta guy says a source told him, eighty to ninety percent of COVID deaths could have been saved uh, by scrapping White House mask plan. In in other words, by uh, mandatory mask masking, they could have saved eighty to ninety percent of the COVID deaths. Come on. Let me make sure I'm getting this right, because it's that was worded weirdly, how they said it there. Okay, if they distributed 600, 650 million masks to Americans back in April, and I'm guessing forced everyone to wear them, um, many, many thousands more Americans would be alive today 
they say. Oh, we have a clip. Sanjay, another big development this morning. According to the Washington Post, and now we've all seen this internal document from the United States Postal Service, back in April, the United States Postal Service had partnered with the White House Coronavirus Task Force, and their plan that they were about to implement was to send five masks via the Postal Service to every U.S. household. Um, along with a note saying this is the best way to, you know, stop the pandemic that we're in the middle of. Oh, the note. That's a good idea. Send them a note with the masks. And Mm. then that didn't happen. And thank goodness for this watchdog group, American Oversight, that through a FOIA request, found thousands of these internal documents that show that that plan. All right, let's get to the part where Gupta opens his mouth. Okay. You know, a source told me last night that, uh, you know, there have been so many people who have have known the right thing to do, have sounded the alarm on this. And going back to middle of February, uh, talking about the fact that this virus could be spread asymptomatically and that everything needed to change as a result. And that this is what my source said. Every step along the way, this this guidance. This is what my source said. And he looks down at his paper just to to really give the impression that he's really you know, just making sure he gets what the source said correct. What source are you talking about, Gupta? And that's not like, okay, that works for, like, whistleblowers. It doesn't really make sense for scientific claims. You know, oh, uh, 80% of, or 92% of deaths could have been averted if we only had done this, a confidential source has told me. They want to stay off the record, though. That could have saved, you know, 80 to 90 percent of the people who have died could have been saved if this guidance had been abided by every step of the way that guidance had been buried. And Now, OK, so the guidance had to be abided by. So it's not about sending out the masks in a nice little note. It's if everyone abided by that note. So if everyone wore a mask, then I guess 80 percent of people would still be alive today. Wow. Bet you feel selfish now. I bet you feel selfish now. Donald Trump's Supreme Court pick next week, most likely a woman. And again, it's it's always weird when they say, like, when they pick a, a characteristic. I guess, you know, the, it's always like an underrepresented group, and it seems like, you know, it's virtue signaling. Um, and we saw it with Joe Biden saying he'd pick a um, black woman vice president candidate. Uh, we see it with Trump and getting a woman onto the moon by 2024. And then here we have Trump saying he's got a number, a number of women lined up as his, on his list or whatever. Um, and I don't have a big problem with it, but it's just kind of weird. It's weird for when they signal ahead. They're like, I can't tell you who it's going to be, but I'll, I'll tell you it's going to be a Muslim man. Or that wouldn't really make sense. A Mus- it's going to be a Muslim woman. And you're like, okay, that's very specific. Um, and as many people pointed out in the case of Joe, he should have said, you know, I'm going to pick the best candidate. And then say, oh, okay, the best candidate was Kamala Harris. She's the best match. We're going to, you know, be able to go the furthest together. But it's, it's weird. It's almost as if he's like, I'm going to pick the best black woman. And then when he picks them, it's like, okay, that's the best black woman, but is that the best person? Or is that what you're saying, Joe? Or did you just rule out other people? It just opens doors to like those types of questions. But 
Trump says he's going to most likely pick a woman, and most people are thinking it's it's going to be um. What is this? Okay, never mind. Um, it should. What's the, I, I should have pulled her up, but there's one woman in particular who everyone's thinking that Trump's going to pick, and uh, and of course it should be noted that of that Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a woman allegedly, and. So I guess it makes sense to replace her with the woman since, you know, you don't want it to be like all men. <laughs> this is the best part of the story. They're, they're claiming that Ruth, Bader's, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's last wish, her dying wish, was not to be replaced until new president is installed. Quote, my most fervent wish is that I will not be replaced until a new president is installed. Okay, there's a difference between like, I mean, we'd have to see the context here. I don't know, and I, I really doubt that she's, um, I really doubt she's saying that, please everyone, uh, you know, that's like, consider this a make-a-wish. Everyone, please, if you like me, make sure make sure that they don't replace me under Trump. I think she's mainly saying like she's trying to stay alive for the, you know, someone else. I don't know, but it seems very strange that she's like appealing to the the masses and saying, please, Democrats, whatever you do, if you have to throw your body into the the, the cogs, whatever it takes, just don't replace me um, under Trump. And it's just it's it, it's total cheating uh, for the Democrats to say, first off, to say, no, Trump's not allowed to replace this Supreme Court member. It's like, okay, well, if Trump can't pl- replace it in your eyes, then it doesn't even matter if he wins the re-election. Or maybe, I guess there's kind of a, they're split into two camps on that. Some people think, okay, it's just because he's in the last year of his presidency that he can't replace her. And that, yeah, they can, they can find some clips of the Republicans saying stupid um, rationale. Like uh, I saw one of Lindsey Graham that uh, Newsom retweeted. Or, or put out there to to show the hypocrisy of how the Republicans are now saying completely opposite things. But this is just crazy. And here's another example. Maxine Waters, always in her sane mind, Justice Ginsburg's dying wish was that her seat would be would not be filled until a new president is installed. Senate Democrats do not back down. You have a tough fight ahead, but our future is on the line. No Supreme Court appointment before the election. So I just think this is like very strange to see people calling for the Senate Democrats to just like just keep blocking and to say, nope, 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 nope. Now, I don't even know how much power they have because the Senate's going to take a vote, right? And I think, yeah, yeah, the, the um, Republicans control the Senate and the Democrats control the House. So I'm not sure exactly what the process is. I need to do some more due diligence, obviously. But if it's just down to a majority vote in the Senate, you'd think that Trump can just get whoever he wants through because they pretty much vote as a angry pack. All right, moving on. NH Democrat sends campaign email from Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> Hours after Justice's death. So this is a strange story. This guy thought it was a good idea or his campaign staff to send out a matter, uh, send out an email 
where he called this is a Democrat. He calls Ginsburg a hero and a champion for justice. But somebody somebody thought it was a good idea to in the in the from for the email, the from name, put Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So it looks like Ruth Bader Ginsburg emailed you. And then it's a political it's a political move from a Democrat. Very, very strange. I just thought that was funny to go through. Uh, protesters gather outside Mitch McConnell's home to decry move to fill Supreme Court seat. Ruth sent us, they said. And I think it's very interesting to see that the protests and the uh, maybe some rioting. I think I saw a little. I think I saw some property damage. But it really intensified after the Ruth Bader Ginsburg death. And that was kind of like all of the talking points from the left. It's like, this needs to rile us up. We need to, <laughs> if they try to replace Ginsburg, I mean, people were actually saying this. Of course, I don't believe it, but they were saying, burn down Congress or do this, do that, if they dare to try to replace Ginsburg under Trump. And it's like, wow, you guys are very um, openly calling for, <laughs> for violence. I don't think I would be allowed to do that. Rob Reiner rages over RGB, RBG replacement. Battle. This is war. Democrats have powerful weapons. Now is the time to use them. So what weapons are you talking about? Rob? Hollywood? The media? The social companies? Today couldn't be sadder. A brilliant jurist, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, is gone. We must fight now to allow an impeached criminal to take her seat. Or we must fight not to allow an impeached criminal to take her seat. All right. Um, this is interesting. Tulsi Gabbard goes against her party, says she agrees with Trump, and that voter fraud is a serious threat. She introduces legislation to outlaw ballot harvesting. So I think these unsolicited... Ballots are very concerning. And then you have the ballot harvesting, which is like, ooh, I, I kind of see the concern the more I think about it. The two together is very dangerous because you could just have people find like boxes or you could have people like intercept a bunch of the, the ballots, open them up, fill them out, say they they're, give them to a, a ballot harvester and they just come drop off this huge box and it's like, oh, okay, those all count. Um. So, again, we haven't really heard a good explanation of how the election system is safe. We see them slap warning messages on all these tweets from Trump and stuff where he calls it out. And I'm not a pro-Trumper, you know that. But it's like, okay, you guys are making the claim that he's wrong and there's no risk here and that there's no voter fraud. Okay, what's your evidence? And they say, well, there's, there's no evidence that he's right. And it's like, okay, well... We can all dance around saying no one has any evidence, but can you just walk us through how the election is safe and what would happen if somebody tried to vote twice and how the uh, unsolicited ballots aren't going to be a disaster? They never want to. They never want to cross that road. They never want to bridge that discussion. All right, here's the next clip. Unhinged says Steve Guest, former Clinton aide George Stephanopoulos, floats the idea of impeaching Trump or Barr to Nancy Pelosi to prevent Trump from filling the vacancy of Ruth. Pelosi says, we have our options, we have arrows in our quiver, and it's not that I'm not about to discuss. So what are these weapons? 
that um, Rob Reiner and Nancy Pelosi are talking about. What are these arrows in their quiver? Let's watch. Some have mentioned the possibility if they try to push through a nominee in a lame duck session that, that you in this, the House could move to impeach President, President Trump or Attorney General Barr as a way of stalling and preventing the Senate from acting on this nomination. Well, we have our options. We have arrows in our quiver. She says with a, with a grin. Um, so yeah, she's she's considered that move, I guess. Or she she didn't correct him and say, um, no, we would never do that. She's saying, yeah, we you know that's one option. But I'm not going to let's see what else she says. But I think from this quote up here, we can see that she's not going to discuss. That I'm not about to discuss right now. That I'm not about to discuss right now. So she, you know, doesn't tell the people everything. She's not fully transparent. And we know that. And, and I'm not saying the Republicans are much better, but the, I mean, uh, the, the government in general is just so shady. And they don't do anything out in the open. I mean, what percentage of this woman's life do you think you know, Nancy Pelosi? I would argue 0.000001%. And that's probably given us, that's probably given people a lot of credit. And understanding, you know what what's made up her life, what goes in, what goes through her mind, and uh, what kind of deals she she's made with people, and what her morality is. Um, here's another take on Ruth Bader Ginsburg's dying wish. So make a wish edition or make a wish Supreme Court edition. Let's see what uh, what we can give the woman who had it all for her death. Senate Republicans, please don't make us bury our faith in government along with her. <laughs> you guys still have faith in government over there at, at uh, NBC News? Or excuse me, Loyola, Lo Loyola Law School still has faith in government. Um, it is interestingly timed, isn't it? So close to the election. That's another another uh, point to the the idea that this was kind of a a planned story, you know what I mean? Like either you know it's always possible she's not really dead. I know a lot of people don't want to consider that, but that's always a possibility with these major high profile deaths, especially like on the Supreme Court. Um, and then there's the possibility that she died a while back, and they've been waiting to to spring the news on the people. But why now? Why would they spring it now? Oh, and then there's the possibility that she was sacrificed and just uh, killed off. And anyone who doesn't want to consider those possibilities is just, you know, putting their head in the sand. So I'm just looking to see if this opinion piece has anything else that's funny or interesting. On her deathbed, Ginsburg said, My most fervent wish is that I will not be replaced until the new president is installed. Says this NBC News article from yesterday. Or from two days ago. All right, yeah. You, you guys really definitely uh, got that on the record while she was alive uh 
There are two related questions to ask here. The first is, can McConnell and Trump try and push through a nominee before November? Second is, should they? All right, I'm... <laughs> Look at how this... Uh, so this is like a vote thing here, right? You can choose where you are between yes, that reflects the will of voters, and no, it breaks with the GOP's own precedent. And the question is, should the Senate confirm a new Supreme Court justice before November? And uh, 6,600 people have voted. And uh, I just hate the, the options they give us, right? It's such a steering. Um, it's, I, I think they're, they're trying to lead the witness. So I'm going to say here. But they've somehow, there's a lot of people on that side there. Oh, you're welcome for voting. Um, until Ginsburg's death, the Supreme Court was divided five to four with conservatives in the majority. So this could go seven, three now. No, six, three. All right, moving on. Here's another one of those stories. Remember, I covered this before with the, um, well, they, 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 this is very, very, this was pretty much the headline. They, they said, Black COVID-19 Moderna uh, subject, I, don't, I forgot the word they used, is, um, has a message. Vaccines are safe. And she says, trust in the vaccines. And uh, I've, I've talked about that article to death, but I saw this article again today. Same, same idea. They're quoting people who are participants in the trial as if we should trust their judgment. Like, okay, you guys are injecting yourselves with experimental medicine and then somehow you're someone I should listen to about what we should do. I mean, I'm not in this cult that thinks people who sign up for stupid games um, such as human experimentation are sometime, or somehow heroes or, or more intelligent than me. So this this is so stupid to me. But... I just wanted to go through this. COVID-19 vaccine trial participant tells Healthline it's the right thing to do. Oh, it's the right thing to do? Can you source that? Like, it's the right thing to do. Okay, let's let's examine the, the claim. So it's a 24-year-old college student. Yeah, I'm sure he knows. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he knows the ins and outs of morality. I did the vaccine trial because I have a couple of grandmothers who live at our family's house, and my mom works at a preschool. There are people close to me who are susceptible to the virus. Now, why is it that you're signing up for an experimental medicine, like as if that's going to somehow protect your your grandparents? Are you saying that somehow the the discovery of a safe and effective vaccine would help your grandparents or that you engaged in a human experiment. I mean, this is a common, a common, uh, route they go with their, their messaging as well. It's almost as if they're like taking a couple of their, their talking points and smashing them into a story here. Um, it's like, we need people to sign up to be human experimentees or, uh, human test subjects. We want people to think that this helps the, the elders. We want people uh, to feel guilty about not 
you know, not going along with the program, not getting the treatment, not doing the isolation or the social distancing or the masking. So he's another Moderna candidate. Why do we always see these Moderna fluff piece articles about the the people in their studies and how how it's awesome and people should trust Moderna, trust the government, trust vaccines. It's safe. Oh, I'm feeling great. It's like, is this is this just big money uh, pharma buying news? Is this just the uh, medical industrial complex trying to seed thoughts in people's minds, including, hey, maybe I should sign up to be a human guinea pig. I mean, and how terrible is that, propagandizing people to uh, sign up for something that would be considered um, completely heinous by most people if it was forced upon them. But since you you broke their mind to sign up voluntarily, somehow it's okay. Wow, I, I'm not going there. I'm not. I was the first one in the Ohio. This is his quote. I'm. The, I was the first one in the Omaha area to do this trial. So far, so good. I'm a little tired from the second injection. You're tired from the second injection, but uh, you know they shot my arm full of a substance. It made me tired. Hey, you know, all so far so good. So far so good. Look at this genius line. Penman thinks no matter what happens, he made the right decision. Because who cares about outcomes? Just, just be blind in your, uh, your certainty that you're correct. I think it's certainly possible that this could save my life, but we have no way of knowing. He said. He says he has friends who's, who have uh, succumbed to COVID-19. Or I guess not succumbed. That kind of implies death, I guess. But they, they've caught COVID-19. I have encouraged people on my Facebook page to do the trial because it's the right thing to do. I also encourage them to please wear a mask, he said. He said, thankfully, he doesn't know anyone who's died of the virus. Hmm. This guy just believes Google and science and television. He says, Penman said the trial wasn't intrusive, but he checked it out before he went through with it. I Googled it, and the whole concept of the trial works. It makes sense, he says. It's not just a typical vaccination. No, no, no. It's not typical. It attacks the RNA and DNA structure of the virus. That is serious bioengineering. That is pretty cool, Penman says. And the article goes, okay, Penman's future looks bright. Penman is optimistic about the possibilities of having a COVID-19 vaccine relatively soon. Meanwhile, his eyes are firmly focused on the future. That's good. Don't don't think too much about what they injected into your arm. Just look right ahead. Ignorance is bliss. I am just curious about it. He said, will the vaccine be mandatory? And what does that say about civil liberties? To what extent will government make it mandatory? Oh, you're just curious about it, Penman? You're just curious? 
How much did they pay this guy? Moving on. Confidence in COVID-19 restrictions lead to good mental health. Confidence in COVID-19 restrictions lead to good mental health. Here, I had to read it twice just to make sure you got what they're saying. If you want to be mentally healthy, you got to have confidence in oppressive government overreach. Dissatisfaction created fear. Most people coped well. Trust in society is good for health. All right, well, I don't have time to go through the the little text, but this next article, I don't know what's going on with Sky News, but the headline is, Coronavirus, only one in 10 to be protected from COVID-19 in the first year of vaccine use. Get this. Analysis of global manufacturing capability shows just 2 billion doses could be made in 2021 despite being given the green light. Oh, just 2 billion doses? Just 2 billion. And and that's not enough for everybody who wants one? Are you kidding me? 2 billion doses. And that's not enough. That's only 1 in 10 people. I thought we had, like, what, 7 billion people? Maybe I'm dated. Maybe 9 billion? Or, yeah, a billion. Um... They're saying 2 billion is just, hmm, this is crazy stuff. And we're going to get to, uh, now, now Fauci is saying that he put money on the vaccine being ready by the end of the year. So that's what they're really prepping people for. I'm expecting it before the election. Not, not looking forward to it. Citing pandemic, Buffalo public schools will not allow Vaccine exemptions, including for religious exemptions, I believe. Parents have until Tuesday to vaccinate their children, and they have to email medical records to that email address. That's messed up. All right, moving on. A third of caregivers will take coronavirus vaccine, most against mandatory vaccination. So the majority of caregivers... The majority of caregivers are against mandatory vaccination. A third will take the vaccine. Only a third of medical caregivers. These are uh, very educated people, and I don't always use educated um, as a positive thing. (laughs) Remember how they have re-education camps? Sometimes these doctors who are the most educated and re-educated are the most indoctrinated. Dr. Fauci says he would put my money, quote, put my money on a COVID-19 vaccine by this date. And then here it says by the end of 2020. Um, He says he expects there to be a COVID-19 vaccine by the end of the year. In fact, he would put money on it. I would still put my money on November, December, he said. So he's saying November slash December. Fact check. USA Today is always doing these fact checks of like the second cousin to the real story. Doctors aren't pushing an untested seasonal flu vaccine for the coronavirus. Um, okay, but who's saying that you're pushing the flu vax for the coronavirus? The only thing I've seen that you guys are doing in that regard, actually, I've seen, um, what's the guy's name? 
Gupta from CNN, Sanjay Gupta, uh, came out and said, get your vaccine or get your flu shot. It actually, oh no, I think he said it actually increases the chance of co- or, uh, of COVID. He said, get your, and, but I think he meant to say it decreases your chance of COVID. But even then, it's like, was is, was he trying to say this? Was he trying to say that vaccines, um, that flu vaccines help with the coronavirus? Or was he trying to say, I don't know what he was trying to say. I'd like to be able to find that. Uh, I'm going to look for that that quote while I, while we talk here. But let's see what this, this article says. Uh, the claim, doctors are pushing an untested flu vaccine with the very low strain of the coronavirus in it. <laughs> I mean, you guys wrote a whole article about this. I keep my, my ear to the ground about people and their research. Not sure if this is uh, what people are saying. People are saying that you're, you're rushing a flu vaccine and that there's no way you could possibly test it in time for these dates that you're talking about because you would have to test it for many, many decades in order to tell the long-term effects and the genetic uh, mutagenic effects, the carcinogenic effects, the effects on descendants and birth defects and such. And you're not doing that. So yeah, we're, we're, the claim is that doctors are going to be, the claim is that doctors will be pushing an untested COVID vax very soon. Can you guys debunk that? No. And many of these vaxes are terrifying in, uh, the, in what are put in it. And I'm looking at this picture here. Just completely horrified. Look at this picture. And uh, yeah, they they inject children very early on, or even earlier than this child is in this shot. And uh, they also put, speaking of little babies, they put fetal cells in their production process, whereby they use fetal cells, which have been genetically modified from fetuses taken, or harvest, they harvest cells from fetuses from decades ago, genetically modified them so that they can keep do, uh, dividing and dividing and dividing and replicating these cells. And then they use the cells as factories for the vaccine. And they say they can extract the vaccine from the cells so they're not actually injecting people with the fetal cells. But you trust them? I, I've been watching a lot of videos of them talking about it. And they always like, they always use very interesting language. They don't sound too sure about things like that. Oh, okay, here's the headline. Some pediatricians refuse to treat kids if parents reject vaccines. If parents reject vaccines, uh, pediatricians refuse to treat kids sometimes. Very, very sad to see that um, medical doctors are, are so... are such drug peddlers that they can't even put up with people declining medicine. People don't want the medicine, then they don't get service. I mean, that's how crazy is that? Uh, we mentioned this a little earlier. England is imposing up to $13,000 fines for breaking COVID-19 rules. I believe it comes down to 10,000 pounds. And uh, yeah, we talked about this already, but Basically, if you go outside or if you do anything you're not supposed to after they contact Trace uh, to you, or if, if, if they tell you that you tested positive, uh, they can just keep finding you. Uh, they started $1,000 and it keeps going up. Or excuse me, 1000 
pounds and it keeps going up up to 10,000 pounds. So if you're rich, you're allowed to do whatever you want. European countries impose new COVID-19 restrictions after a surge in cases. It's, it's, that's overstating it, by the way. Surge in cases sounds really bad. Um, I don't want to get into a second national lockdown at all, he said. When you look at what is happening, you've got to wonder whether we need to go further. Says the tyrant, I think, Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson. Now, um, I was going to make another video about this, but I'm just going to put it in as part of this report. Um, a couple of very concerning stories off the great website, thefreethoughtproject.com. City puts an 89-year-old grandmother's home up for auction over six cents of unpaid property taxes. And this is just disgusting to see. Six cents? You really think she wouldn't pay you six cents if you went and asked her? Or, or if you said, hey, we're going to put your home up on auction if you don't pay the tax. I mean, I hate the government so much a lot of times. Watch. Family's home raided after Nerf gun seen in child's room during virtual learning. So you know how uh, the establishment has all the children learning from screens at home? And a lot of times putting themselves on camera um, on these Zoom broadcasts. Now they're actually using what is seen in the background of the, the child's learning environment against families and calling police with faulty tips like, well, they may or may not have a real gun in their room. And it's like obviously a Nerf gun on their wall. Um, hopefully they have a picture here. Well, there's also another story about a home searched over BB gun. Someone's uh, filing an or following, filing a lawsuit. She never got an apology, which she mentioned would have helped, uh, understandably. It has the call from the. <laughs> the the officer said, "Ma'am, I definitely apologize for bothering you. I had more than you when I was a kid." How messed up is this? You have the right to keep and bear arms. It doesn't say children can't have BB guns. That's that'd be the Democrats. All right, uh, and, and just tyrants in general. I mean, there's there's plenty of tyrant Republicans. Uh, my name is Jason Feller. I'm the. This is a nine one one call, by the way. My name is Jason Feller. I'm the principal at Seneca Elementary School. Today, during one of our online meetings, there was a student who we could see there were weapons in the background. Possibly real weapons. It looked like a shotgun or a rifle in the background. It could be fake. You can tell Nerf guns and things like that. It definitely did not have that look to it. He went on to say in the call, we, we still have to follow whatever rules we would have in the building. Um, this is insanity. Why are the children even having to like go on camera in these classrooms? Why can't they just use the audio? It's, it's crazy. And how did the principal know the details? Like, did, are they recording these meetings? And then referring back to look and see what's in the background of these houses of these. I mean, talk about total big brother invasion of privacy. So I wanted to cover that next story. Here's 
police officers joking about getting needing a paid vacation so they're going to shoot somebody. Um, taxpayers held liable after cops conspire to murder man. And we've all seen how awful uh, the situations are. Whenever the cops do something bad, they just get paid leave. Paid vacation, as it says here. As they investigate themselves. It's like a perk of the job. They get to kill people, apparently. It's, it's fucked up. They need to be held liable. And uh, I'm really starting to get upset with the situation in this country. How many people are in prison? Meanwhile, the cops are really the ones out there uh, doing a lot of evil stuff. In large part. Not all of them, but I, I really can't stand the... Uh, the neo-Nazi USA. All right, let's see here. Officer Miller was recorded on his own body camera conspiring to kill Mills. Miller had no idea his microphone was recording when he and another officer conspired to kill the biker. They paid 25000 and issued an apology to the Hells Angels member. Because the officer joked he would shoot the man to get paid vacation. Here's a quote from uh, the attorney of the, the man who was victimized by this gang. When police officers openly discuss with one another their disdain for one group of citizens that they are sworn to serve and protect and make jokes about killing those citizens for paid vacation leave, they normalize police misconduct and murder. Cop jokes about some lives not mattering inevitably foster a culture of police officers who are much more willing to pull the trigger on those same lives later. I have no problem holding these mother effers until Greeley gets down here, Miller says. So they have on Hell's Angels jackets. Anytime we deal with these guys, we call in code. So I almost tased the guy off the motorcycle, Miller says, admitting to an act that could have been classified as attempted murder. He tried to go around me while slowing down, so I was going to tase him, but he had a passenger on the back of the bike. How messed up is that? He got passed by a biker and he was going to tase him while the guy was driving a motorcycle? So after he said, I'm shooting him, I need a paid vacation, the other officer laughs, says, that's what I'm saying. If any one of them gets it, it's the tall dude. Um, the unarmed, the unidentified cop realizes that they may be recording themselves on their body cameras. We have body cameras, he asks. We do, but they are off, Miller replies. After plotting murder, the cops then brag about stealing their motorcycle and searching it without probable cause. All right, I think that's the end of the article, but very interesting. Again, the this is from thefreethoughtproject.com. Very depressing to look at this site, to be honest, but they have a lot of things that need to be seen that a lot of people are, are too uh, chicken shit to cover in the press. Innocent 74-year-old gr grandmother strip-searched in public after cops claimed to smell weed. 
74-year-old grandmother, alleged traffic violation turned into a nightmare for this woman. The police officer con conducting the, the stop claimed to have smelled a plant because the place because the police state claims the authority to violate innocent grandmothers over plant smells. The officer involved will face no punishment, and now the taxpayers will be held liable instead. Um, officers from the Jamestown Police and the Fentress County Sheriff's Department strip-searched the two women in public view. According to the suit, Smith was ordered to, quote, pull her pants down to her knees, and Tucker was told to remove her blouse and bra, exposing her breasts to the public. I started crying, she said. So, the, the lawsuit says that it's a common practice in Fentress County. Totally messed up. Back the blue, people will still say. Oh, I'm unsubbing. This guy is anti-police. Go for it, man. Go do something else. Um, blatantly wasted man hits three cars. Gets let go by cops after saying, quote, my uncle is a congressman. I haven't watched the video yet, but I, I've been dying to. Let's check this out. And Christine, we're going to show that video to you in a couple moments here. It's pretty wild. It shows a guy just stumbling around all over the place after he crashed into several parked vehicles. He can barely stand up. Witnesses say it was very apparent to them that he was a DUI driver, but officers, when they responded, they literally let the guy just walk off. Now the question is, why? I know. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Come on, dude. Where are the cops? It's Saturday, August 22nd in Los Feliz, oh. and you're watching what witnesses describe oh, oh, as a no. suspected drunk driver barely able to stand up after he crashed into multiple vehicles. Oh my gosh, he, he was completely intoxicated. Katie Wicker witnessed all of it and shot this video of the unidentified man struggling, even in front of responding LAPD officers. I mean, everything that you learn about what a drunk person is like. But despite the LAPD response, and it's pretty much, uh, you know, a radio call for a four-vehicle traffic collision. Wicker says she and others were stunned when police simply let the man go. This is insane. This guy is definitely drunk and just hit three cars. And the cops are letting him just walk away. Look at that. Green light and he's not walking. Look at him. So I'm not sure where the part is where he says he's a congressman's, um, whatever. Onlookers begin questioning and yelling at LAPD for letting the man go. And tonight, LAPD confirms they're investigating what happened and didn't happen here. The department tells Fox 11 they've launched a personnel investigation into the conduct of the responding officers. The law enforcement isn't doing their job. This is why we have the police to take care of people like this. Oh, yeah. Come on, dude. Where are the cops? And earlier this evening, I spoke by phone with one of the women whose parked car was crashed into by this suspected DUI driver. She's very angry about this. She told me she plans on filing a lawsuit. So I don't know where the piece of the footage is where they say if he said he's a 
um, congressman's nephew or whatever it would be. Watch, retired cop gets a dose of the police state as cops raid wrong home, hold his family at gunpoint. So, yeah, you get the idea. Ex-police officer sees kind of what happens when you're not in the game. All right, let's see um, this meme here. You guys can kind of see what um, they're getting at here. Of course, we're not equating you know, wearing a mask to, you know, some evil governments. But the question is, how could they all just comply, right? That's what people ask about uh, people that go along with evil governments or even help uh, execute the orders. Um, (laughs) And these people here, we would never do that. They must have been brainwashed. And we're hearing these people say awful things like, we hope that people die who don't wear masks. and, And we hope you catch COVID and die. And uh, just, you know, there's awful stuff coming from them. And we also see the police following ridiculous orders when it comes to enforcing COVID restrictions. So it's, uh, it's, you know, an interesting point, you know, just in the same way that these people in this picture up here are brainwashed. These people down here are, are just as brainwashed. All right, so... This is an actual, from what I can tell, an actual device that tax dollars have purchased and debt dollars. Um, It's equipped with a heat ray and a sound cannon to attack U.S. citizens on the streets of America. And remember, we we heard a story the other day where they were like considering using that at Trump's holding the Bible up photo shoot. Remember that day? And there were counter protesters outside that got uh, brutalized. And they were considering even like using heat rays on them. Uh, I think we covered this, right? Hancock is, you know, threatening collective punishment, saying follow the COVID rules or they get tougher. Mitch McConnell's home is targeted in a protest. Um, and we're back to the, the start. So at this point, I'm going to open up the panel if anybody wants to come on and speak your mind. Uh, concerning anything that is going on, um, just come on up here. Uh, I, I do want to restrict it to the news. So if you guys have any news stories or if you have any um, anything else, come on up here. And uh, yeah, we had a lot of news to go through. And in, in the meantime, if anybody wants to come on up, come on up. I'm going to read through the chat, though. I appreciate everyone joining, and I'm going to see if I missed anything. Sure, I did. I haven't really been watching the chat too closely. Uh, Yo asks, why is it that Ruth Ginsburg and Professor Stephen Hawking could never be in the same room? Um, that's an interesting question. I'm not sure if they're the same people. It kind of sounds like you're implying that might be the case. Uh, I'm not saying that you're wrong. Um, let's see what else we've got. Rude Earther says, you know, the best thing to use as a mask, a plastic bag. I'm not sure about that. Um, hmm. If I missed your comments, say um, at Tim and then put, you know, what you want me to say. And shout out to everybody for stopping by. Say hello in the chat and I'll, I'll shout you out if I know you're still around when, once I catch up. Let me also kind of switch this back to this thumbnail. 
panel link going out one more time. Kelly says, exactly, these volunteers should at least be paid well. Absolutely. That's a great point. Like, how much do they make? Maybe 100 bucks tops? They, I mean, they're basically sacrificing their, their body for the medical companies. They ought, to, they ought to be paid a lot. I mean, is there even a price that can be put on that? Wake Up's in the chat. Good to see you, Wake Up. Uh, Jesse Dickinson's in the chat. Good to see you, Jesse. Yvonne. Flat Accord Music, Apocalypse. It's so good to see everybody again. Hope you're doing well. I've been reading this really interesting book. Let me see if I have it. I mean, I just opened it up. It's it's free um, on the internet. Let me see if I can find a link to it. The Meditations of uh, Emperor Marcus Aurelius from like year 100 or 200 or something like that. It's uh, super interesting. If you guys are looking for, for some something interesting to read, I'll put it in the chat. Um, but I thought it was very interesting. There's this section here that I thought was, was great insights or great advice. Say this to yourself in the morning. Today I shall have to do with meddlers, with the ungrateful, with the insolent, with the crafty, with the envious and the selfish. All these vices have beset them because they know not what is good and what is evil. But I have considered the nature of the good and found it beautiful. I have beheld the nature of the bad and found it ugly. And it goes on. There's some deep stuff that I don't even understand, obviously. Um, but it's, it's, it's good to contemplate on. He, he, obviously a smart person. And um, I've also been thinking a lot about uh, Greek and Latin and just the, the evolution of languages. And uh, that's, that's very interesting as well as his etymology of the English language. I'm just trying to see if I missed any any comments. Make sure to to put it again at the bottom of the chat here if people think that was staged. I don't know. I mean, I I believe anything these days. Sassy Frass in the chat. Hey Sassy Frass, thanks for stopping by. I appreciate the kind words. Uh Sally Knowles. Good to see you, Sally. Charlotte's in the chat. E Chad. Rune Thorson, good to see everybody. Did I miss anyone's uh, great comment or anything? Plato the Republic. Oh, sorry. Don't let me cut you off. Uh, Sassy says, check out Plato the Republic. Uh, yeah, I will check that out. Sassy. Echad says, learn Hebrew. Yeah, I mean, I don't have that much time, but that is interesting as well. Definitely. Uh, who was that uh, on the panel? Welcome. Yeah, that was Will, Wild Rat. Will the Wild Rat. How's it going, man? Good, brother. Morning, guest. Uh, what what do you think about the uh the news? Uh Wake Up says I'm in the back room. I don't see you um in the waiting room. Oh wait, uh or wake up, although we'd love to hear from you. Here's the uh the link. Click that and then I'll bring you onto the live panel. But 
Wild Rat. We went through a lot of news. We have uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We have um, the dilemma about filling the seat. We have uh, the the tyranny in Melbourne. We have Trump versus Biden, the election. We have uh, Chuck Grassley's cryptic comments about discovering a pet pigeon. And he's like one of the front runners to be president right now. And uh, yeah, just tons of crazy news. What do you what do you think of it? Any news that I didn't cover that you are looking at? Um, not really. I ain't seen much, and I just can't. All right. Well, here's here's a wake up. Welcome to the room. A wake up. And uh, hey. Oh, let me turn you down a little bit. Coming in hot. Okay, that's a little better. Welcome so much, or so good to have you here. Um, what's on your mind to wake up? Any any news that uh, you want to comment on? Uh, yeah, regarding the vaccination situation with the uh, the guinea pigs that are signing up for it, that's their body, their choice if they want to be a guinea pig. However, oh, I agree. That being said, Don't get me wrong. I agree. Go ahead. It's their body, their choice. You know, I, I have no control over that. However, I don't think because they make, you know, that decision that should be thrust upon me. You know, if you play stupid games, you get stupid prizes. Well, they're not thrusting it upon you. I'm, I'm more worried about, um, well, they might thrust it upon you with the, the end product, but they're not making anybody do uh, forced experimentation, which is good. I mean, we've seen that in uh, previous pre previous um, eras, but it is concerning that people can be brainwashed to give consent to something that they really are doing themselves a huge disservice for. And at a certain point, if people uh, rape the mind of somebody and then get them to give consent, isn't it still rape at a certain point of the, when they give their consent. I mean, I just feel bad for these people who sign up and like, like a child, for instance, doesn't have the mental capability to make a number of, um, good choices of, yeah, yeah. they can't consent to things cause they're, 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 uh, it, it's just not really an option, uh, because they can't, they don't understand the severity of it. So they have to kind of wait a little bit. Um, but I just wonder there's a lot of people who don't have the full, knowledge and that's kind of where informed consent comes in and i don't think these people really have the informed part of that so that's that's where i draw the line so i, I don't want to like totally pretend like these people aren't victims um because i think they are victims and but there's also the aspect i think that the, a lot of this is being propagandized where they use the trial people not just for um scientific data but also for propaganda collateral and they they put their mm -hmm. faces and their names and their quotes and their their right oh yeah it's they the pull right up the heartstrings right it's the right thing to do <laughs> yeah and then the other one the other one says trust the vaccine it's safe it's like i don't i don't really want to take your advice yeah so that he is interesting walked, yeah he walked out in traffic and he didn't get hit by a truck therefore walking out in traffic is a good idea i don't think so <laughs> right so um Medical now, informed consent law requires disclosure of the risk of any suggested medical procedure and the risk and alternatives to enable a person to make a good, knowledgeable decision. Uh, people don't know really what informed consent is, I think. They don't realize they have that um, legal remedy that even in the cases of clinical trials, they should be given total informed consent, meaning so they can make a good decision, like, you know, what's good about it, the risk versus right. the uh, benefit. Not that and, it's, oh, it's, it's for the greater good. 
Right, right. And I'm sure the, the the informed part of it is like on the sheet they have to sign. It's like, hey, you might even die. You might have all these side effects. Right. That's the that's what you're risking. And they're like, OK, you know, I'll do it anyway. Oh, yeah. So it's oh, yeah, but, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, it's hard to have to, like a lot of sympathy for them. But then again, like I do feel bad that there's dozens of thousands of people right now, hundreds of thousands of you, if you count like China and Russia who are getting dosed with who knows what and uh who knows what effect it'll have on them so i do feel like we need to fight in the in the arena of you know not making it culture for us all to like oh thank you for your service you're a hero to these um people who sign up for the, the trials we should be like telling people and telling our children don't sign up to be lab rats they're going to try to make you sign crazy contracts and agree to um give informed consent when you shouldn't and uh, that's that's you know a, a landmine that we all have to avoid as we navigate the terrains but a lot of people are are stepping on it and in the future they can always pay people too and then that's going to just make and they probably pay people now but people are even talking about paying people a thousand dollars to take the vaccine as some way to increase the the uptake and i've heard people even proposing like paying uh drug addicts or single mothers or um or uh imbeciles or whatever to be sterilized and it's just like i really hate this type of thinking where it's like just tricking people into making a bad decision uh but yeah that's just kind of where i stand a any other yeah. thoughts from the the oh let me see did rudolther okay i oh no i didn't bring him on yet welcome to the panel also to rude earther uh but go ahead wake up or anybody else if there are any thoughts from the panel about this vaccine story or anything else the election uh is another interesting topic we can talk about i'm not sure if you're talking to me or you're waiting for the other panel guests i'm just talking to everyone but a uh, big shout out to everyone thanks for stopping by and uh just uh no thoughts from nobody wants to say anything on the panel open-ended if you don't want to say anything just uh just let the others talk well, I can continue on regarding the vaccination situation because uh, the fact that they've skipped many of the clinical trials on animals and they're just going right to human clinical trial and the big pharma companies, they're all about who can be the first person out there with the, the vaccine. And if you look back in other countries where vaccines are being pushed on uh, third world countries, many of those people like the uh, polio vaccine, for example, recently, uh, in another country, uh, the people were given live polio vaccinations. Well, that and is debated. That is that is debated. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of. Uh, well, we're hearing some feedback. Oh man, that's awful. Can you mute yourself? Who is that? Um. Okay. The polio thing is a really hot button issue right now, and I know the mainstream is going hard debunking it. So I just want people to be very careful with the claims they make, and a lot of us don't really know. Uh, but what you're saying, just to, to just to walk through this, you're saying that the polio vaccine involved a live strain that was the mechanism used and there's the there's a certain outbreak of that polio strain that was in the vaccine but i think the mainstream's claim is that they eradicated all this other type of polio strains but yeah that's like one you know some collateral damage from their great deed and i don't i don't buy into that but i don't have you know the medical evidence here or the data substantiated i don't think you came with the receipts either so we just have to be careful no, with no, the claims I I gotcha. Well, we'll just use something that we know that's already on the market. For example, the Gardasil vaccine. Okay. 
they're giving to uh, young children so they don't they don't get uh, human papillomavirus, which is a venereal sexually SPD. spread virus. Right. Uh -huh. um, there's problems with that, and there's been many problems unreported, and you won't hear about it on mainstream because uh, I have signed up for this group uh, vaccination information. Um, website and they let you know like when somebody died from a vaccination or had adverse effects you're not going to get that on the news that you know this girl took the vertisol and she died or the boy got the vaccine and he's all crippled up i mean there's there's a lot of issues going on with the current um legal vaccination situation let alone this experimental coronavirus one Right. Even the licensed vaccines have to pay out a lot of injury damage. And of course, it's not the manufacturers paying out this damage money. It's the vaccine courts that the U.S. Courts. government decided yeah. to set up to, um, I forgot the word, uh, but basically take away the liability from the manufacturers, which is crazy. And uh, it's yeah. it's kind of, in, it's also with the police officers who are um, given total license to kill and, and it's the people who have to pay for the, the damage. It's like, isn't it weird how we have these uh, order followers who can't get in trouble? You know, the doctors just follow the orders, just like in these terrible governments of old. And uh, the police officers just follow orders. And COVID is showing us just how crazy the orders can be and they'll still follow it. But I want to ask a uh, wake up about uh, Trump. We have, we've seen him make a lot of disturbing statements about the vaccine. I, I, I think you're a Trump uh, supporter. How do you reconcile that? Are you still a Trump supporter or am I misremembering your stances? No, you're not. Well, right now I'm on the fence, if you will, because the man that I thought he was is not necessarily the man that I'm hearing talking behind the podium saying we are going to go warp speed with this vaccination program. I'm thinking, whoa, that's not the man that I would have thought. It was I mean, I didn't know he was pro-vax. I thought he was anti-vax, so. I'm definitely on, on the uh, fence on him in regard to his, uh, you know, it's like everybody's trying to be the first to get this vaccine out there. Like it's some kind of a, you know. Space race. Yeah, yeah, like the pony in the race. Who's who's going to win? Yeah, it's crazy. There should not be a rush to get a safe vaccine. Not just to be the first one to say, ha ha, I got a first. Our well, country got the vaccine first. Well, you know what it reminds me of? And I, I mentioned it there just in, you know, just the comment there, space race. But it does really harken back to that. And think about how much money they were able to funnel into the military uh, aerospace industry there. You know, the the, the space travel industry with NASA right. with that with that race between the Russians and, and the United States. And the same thing's happening now. The money's flowing from the public to the, the, the medical companies and uh, – they're doing it all because, oh, we have to race. We have to be first. We have to uh, get this ASAP. There's this plague. We have to save lives. And it's just it's just justification. If you look at like sales tactics, you have to create a sense of urgency and um, sell the value of something. Right, and I think right. that's what they're doing. To win the win the hearts of men and women, you know, you have to get everybody on board. Yeah, get that get that fax out there first. We've got to be first. No, I'd rather it be safe. And also think about um, how Russia called their vaccine the Sputnik Five, a clear yeah. reference to the how they they think they won that that a leg of the space race, and comparing the two uh, seemingly. So yeah, some weird stuff going on there. They're also they also seem to be comparing or making um, Trump out to be this like JFK character, or they they have a lot of parallels between the two. You know, riots going on, civil rights stuff going on, um, also. 
uh, what else? The the space the space initiatives. You know, Trump saying he's going to get a woman onto the moon by twenty twenty four. Starting the space force, saying he's going to get people onto Mars. And then we have um, JFK, of course, saying to get a man to and from the moon in this decade. And um, I, I don't know, is that maybe setting Trump up to a similar fate is kind of what I'm, I'm wondering. And if it is, I mean, if he does meet a similar fate, then I think we have to re-examine all these clues they left and, and wonder why, why those were placed. And another one is they made a big deal out of um, Melania redoing the Rose Garden taking like all the color out of it. Everyone hated how it looked, but she was like hearkening back to how it looked under Jackie O's first ladyhood or whatever it's called. So I, I, I don't know. It seems like they're trying to draw some connection there. Then of course, Q is obsessed with, um, or the Q crowd is obsessed with JFK jr. And tying that in. And, uh, then we have RFK jr. On the scene now. So Sometimes I wonder if I'm just like in this weird dream where that <laughs> just some weird, you know, stuff gets thrown at me. All these, you know, strange connections between uh, all the stories. But we'll keep an eye on that. And uh, what, what do you guys think about the election? That's the other story that I'm, I'm really watching closely. We have Grassley putting out some very cryptic. And I don't even know if it's cryptic or senile or what, but it's some very strange tweets about a pigeon he found. He says it's a pet pigeon that he found on his farm in Iowa. And it's, you know, why is he, I mean, he's like one of the next people in line for presidency if the election gets postponed due to COVID. Uh, who, found a, uh, who found a pigeon? What's that? Who? I didn't catch that. Who, caught, who found a pigeon on their yard? Oh, whatever? wait, this is Chuck Grassley. Uh, he is a U.S. senator. And he's actually, I think, the fourth in line for the presidency after um, after Pelosi, after Pence, after Trump. I mean, obviously, Trump is the president, but so I guess the third in line. Um, but if you look up, like, will Pelosi become president if the election is contested? It says, no, Grassley will. Like, a, a USA Today article is put at the top of Google results saying, no, uh, Chuck Grassley will become president if the election gets postponed. But there's also the possibility that Pelosi wins her seat, but the presidential campaign or the presidential election is um, unresolved in time for January 20th and that Pelosi becomes president. Um, so people are talking about that as well. But Chuck Grassley put out some tweets yesterday. I'll just read them out uh, because I think they're troubling and kind of funny. He said, if you lost your pet pigeon, it spelled you with the letter U and your with that. the letter you are. It's dead in front yard, my Iowa farm. Just discovered. Here are identifiers. Right leg blue, 2020, 3089, AU 2020. AU 2020, like Australian 2020. I don't know if he's talking in code here. He, it could very well be. But it says uh, slash she slash 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 left leg green band, no printed info. Sorry for bad news. I mean, maybe he's actually just trying to use his bully pulpit to help someone find their dead pigeon, pigeon. but <laughs> it's, it's some of the weirdest, I mean, like, is he okay? I mean, people are, people were thinking he got hacked, but the tweets are still out and they're like, not really what a hacker would, would say. So, but my, that's not really the election news I, I'm wanting to pick the panelist's brain on just kind of in general. I think we see this big, uh, big, <laughs> try not to curse a big uh, storm brewing here where we have a contested election and the legitimacy called into question. 
And uh, this is coming from all directions. It's going to be a mess, especially with the unsolicited mail-in ballots and the vote harvesting. And uh, Trump's not helping when he's saying people should go try to uh, audit their vote and vote twice. And then the election people come out and say, no, we will arrest you and throw you in jail for 10 years or whatever. Some crazy threats. Um, although I think it's interesting what Trump is saying, and, and I think that we should have an answer for what would happen if somebody mailed in and then tried to vote in person. Go ahead. I'm looking at the uh, tweet there. I'm I'm looking at it like it can't be that dumb. It looks to me like a form of a code. It does. It does. But yeah, it's like he's talking over our heads. But uh, like caps, he put just discovered. Right. In this first part here, if you lost your pet pigeon, it's dead in front yard, my Iowa farm. It doesn't make it doesn't read like somebody who has a grasp of English, say a U.S. senator, a distinguished U.S. senator who's like uh, high ranking in his party. Right leg blue, left leg green band. (laughs) What? It does. I'm not claiming to be able to decode it. It could very well be a code. But it's like, it's not how anybody would lay this out, and no. it's getting it's getting retweeted like crazy. Um, people are maybe he was drinking, <laughs> maybe he was drunk. I don't know. Possible. It is possible that would I would I would feel a little better if he was drinking. Um, yeah, you would see people who uh, drink and text. There you go. <laughs> I'm wondering if that guy we were watching earlier who was hitting people with his car. I mean, I'm thinking that guy could have written a better tweet than this. No doubt. <laughs> but what do you guys think about the election? I don't want to like focus too much on the tweet here. I'm just uh, this guy is interesting because he's a player and in, in, you know possibly continuity of government if the election is postponed past January 20th, say if they have a second wave. But do you guys have any like uh, guesses or interesting outcomes that you're watching as a possibility? All right. Well, um, no, any yeah, other? I, I got some. Okay, go ahead, Will. Um, I'll, I'll postpone for uh, anybody else got something else. No, the floor is yours. If if uh, I don't think anyone's chomping at the bit to get in. If you have something, okay. Um, you recall that crazy whack idea I was talking about about the uh, you know the one percent population of people. Yeah, your see? your alternative government idea. Yeah, how does that how does that tie into my election question? Because. I mean, okay, so regardless of however, whoever is going to make it, I think they're going to, Trump's going to still be in it, whatever. Um, but regardless, let's just say, like you're saying, this other guy or whatever comes in. Ultimately, it's my belief, right, that whoever it's going to be, they're still just a, you know, front man for the whole Gamora. Yeah, no, um, I'm with you. So, yeah, it's just... uh. So I just wanted to throw out the thought, I mean, because you're doing a bunch of awesome stuff, you know, and got all kinds of projects and working on my own little thing here, but just something as far as, like, add that alternative sort of form of representation for the people. Basically, I just, the word Project 2020 or 21 has just kind of, you know, been on my mind. And, like, what your thoughts be maybe to what start putting that out there is, is is like how we would actually go about you know well here's how i look at it with the um the politics yeah we don't have a perfect system right now but we're not really architects of a new system no one cares what we think in terms of 
um, creating the new system. But it is interesting to, to, to think, and that's, I think, what you're doing for people who aren't following. I think that you are brainstorming, okay, what's a, a different type of government that would work better than uh, the constitutionally defined one? Um, some people say we need to get back to the Constitution. We need to get back to the Bill of Rights. We need to go back to limited government. That's kind of the boat I'm in. Because I think even pe people who say, oh, this is a new, wholly new type of government we need, I mean, technically, I think that's sedition and uh, and also, well, not insurrection, you kind of have to go to arms for that, I guess. But yeah, I, I sh I'd rather just try to change where we're at now and expose what I, what I can see. But I'm all ears for people thinking they have a better government idea. I think um, it's an interesting philosophical discussion. But go ahead. Any final thoughts on, on, on that issue before we get into our overarching final thoughts as a panel? And I'm going to go uh, read out some chat, too, after that. Yeah, I guess just one more thing is just like like you were saying, is and so to not come about it in the form of an insurrection or this or that is I've been kind of thinking a lot lately. It's like however the media or whatever you put out um as opposed to like being this is how it is and I know they're doing this and da 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 it's like come at it more along the lines of like well I don't know but I believe this could be possible so it's almost like prove us wrong that y'all ain't doing this so to speak you know what I'm saying right Talking well that's one of the one of the only things we can do is you know uh, is brainstorm possible things that explain what we see and then everyone can hear what other people are are coming up with as possibilities, run it through all the anomalies they've seen. I think if we take the official story we're handed um, in school and, and in the media and from the government and we vet it against things like the Oklahoma City bombing and, and the 9-11 uh, attacks and um, the moon mission and so many other things, we're going to see that it all doesn't check out. There's contradictions and, and truth has no contradiction. Uh, so there are there has to be another explanation and unfortunately i don't think we quite have it all nailed down we certainly don't have any consensus or agreement as to uh what's actually going on so um yeah what one thing we can do is say you know we don't know but we we um can see a couple of explanations that it might be and let's let's explore them and examine them so yeah i hear you go ahead yeah no that's it i just yeah i want to get your thought on that so i'm going to mute Awesome, man. Well, we always love hearing from you, and uh, we'll have to do some more uh, deep dives into American history, and I think that might be a, a better time to talk about, or maybe it's just some philosophical questions about, like, okay, if you guys don't like the, the established system, what what should we do? You know, it's easy to throw bricks, but it's harder to to propose a, um, a viable alternative or an improvement, so we should definitely be thinking about that as well. So at this point, I want to turn to the panel and ask if anybody else has any concluding remarks. And I also want to, uh, I know Wake Up has a YouTube channel. I want to make sure we shout that out. Um, Wake Up, thank you for, for stopping by and make sure to tell people about where they can find you and um, any final thoughts you have. Yeah, yeah just in regard to the election, uh, I'm going to go back backtrack a little bit. Uh, the 20th Amendment says the term, the terms of the president and vice president shall end at noon, January 20th. Nothing could seem more clear, right? Right. Yet, at the end of the paragraph, it provides that terms of their successors shall then begin. What if no successor has been elected? Does that president continue to serve as an interim office holder? The answer is no, because his or her term will definitely end at noon, January 20th. 
if not reelected, the president becomes a private citizen on that day. So who then serves as the president? The Constitution provides no solid answer. Right. That's a great point. So there's just going to be a lot of bickering about just the protocol. And you know it's going to happen because both sides are accusing the other side of cheating. So. And you know what's really sad? You know what's sad is how far – and I'm not saying the Republicans don't cheat, but the Democrats have no qualms, it seems, with cheating to achieve their objective. Like they're they're seriously saying right now pretty much their consensus on their side is that Ruth should not be replaced right now until the election. And they say that they're also looking to the next time the Democrat gets into president and they have control of Congress of expanding the Supreme Court. And that's pretty much threatening that they're just going to add a bunch more Democrats that that, that um, they choose to the, the total that is nine right now. So I just don't see how that's not just like total outright cheating um, to say that without trying to come at it in like a bipartisan way where you somehow try to make it sound fair. And I'm not saying that we should we should ex- um, constrain ourselves to bipartisanship, you know, left or right, Republican or Democrat, because there's all these different ways to look at each issue. But um it just seems like a definitely a, a one-sized one-sided proposed idea or it would benefit one side at the expense of the other and uh i just can't yeah, believe the democrats will cheat like that go ahead i just find it so peculiar uh that was her dying wish <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah it's mean? like make a wish <laughs> senator edition i'm di- i'm dying um my last breath oh i'm not Wait a minute. I just don't want to be replaced until the next person's installed. Wait a minute. When you have something more uh, epic, your dying wish. <laughs> and wouldn't I just don't understand? It's also very carefully worded too. She doesn't say make make sure it's after the election. I keep seeing it quoted as make sure the next president does it, as if like even if Trump wins, he doesn't get to do it. it yeah. It's the next president. Next one is, yes, it's the next one is installed. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. What if it's the, what if it's the same guy? Yeah, so, and I could kind of see the excuse, although not really the like the last year of the president. Um, but then once you just say, okay, even if he wins, he can't do it. It's like, okay, then you guys are just totally saying whatever to achieve your end, and it's all po- political. And I don't agree with the politics, first off. So, um, and I also don't agree with the um, the tactics. I don't agree with the tactics either, and I don't think. Somebody, even if it was her dying wish, it doesn't it has matter. No bearing on it. it right. Exactly. It doesn't and, matter. And that's the other dying. question. That's the question about like what? What did she mean by it being her wish? Like, did she think that we actually were obligated, or that we would maybe grant her that wish, or is that just like her saying, "I, I hope I stay alive, uh, so that you know my party can benefit when it's time to swap me out," because <laughs> that's a big difference. And not that it matters though. It's just. I find that whole thing peculiar. We don't even know for a fact that she actually wrote that. We're just told that, you know? So exactly. Just, and it seemed like that wow. broke after she died. They're like, oh, by the way, uh, her last wish was, I don't know. I haven't found it said before she died, but maybe. Yeah. And who yeah. knows when she no, died? Who knows if she just died? I don't. Maybe she, she could have died a year ago. For she all could all still be know. alive for all we know. <laughs> right. That's, that's right. true. That's true. That's just peculiar that someone's supposed of dying wish said <laughs> few days before they passed you know into their realm uh was you know their their wish was not to have anybody replace them well it is it is very interesting timing too and i'm I'm looking at our our thumbnail here for the video and um 
AOC came out and a lot of Democrats came out and really riled up the troops to kind of like take to the streets again and, and radicalize and, and protest and even kind of riot and burn stuff. Even some people were calling for, um, I think that that was interesting. It's kind of like a spark of life in the democratic party at this pivotal point coming into the election. And it's just like, was this timed, you know, is this all just for show to keep people captivated and distracted? I mean, that's a possibility too. It's hard to tell. Oh, good point. Keep the, uh, Keep the servants distracted. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Watch the news instead of overthrow the the overlords. But any any other uh, thoughts from the uh, the panel? Uh, wake up! I know we got off on a tangent there as we were closing down. But you have the floor. Uh, concluding remarks. Me? I just want to say thank you. Okay. I just want to say thank you for having me up on the panel because I love your channel. You know that because you're a real truth teller, and I just fully respect you. And thank you for having me up. Well, thank you. We'll wake up and uh, definitely make sure to put a link in the chat or, or maybe I can go find the link. I'm, I hate how they changed it now. So people can't go to people's channel from chat on live. Yeah, I know. They like are really going out of their way to put barriers up. But I think we should connect in spite of it. So everyone make sure to go check out Awake's up, Awake Up's channel. Um, is this is this yours here? Did you have to take down a bunch of your videos? What I do is... um. I only do live streams late at night and I remove them because YouTube censorship is in full gear right now. And they constantly nail me for all kinds of stuff. Uh, right. You know, whether it be cop copyright infringement, terms of service, whatever excuse they can, then I have to appeal it. So rather than go through all the jumping through all the hoops for YouTube, I do my live streams. And when I'm done, I delete them. Well, you should uh, consider putting them up on, uh other platforms too and just for yeah, longevity I was thinking, what I you was could do because i think you use uh stream yards right i use stream yards i was thinking about putting some of the uh content over a bit shoot actually well one one thing that i would recommend is instead of plugging uh what's it called stream yards into your youtube credentials you can go i think you can go from stream yards to a site called restream.io and then you can rebroadcast onto not just YouTube, but like uh, Twitch, Periscope, which is like on Twitter. And uh, right. I'm forgetting the other one, but you can go on a couple different places. Then you can delete YouTube right afterwards. Download off D Live is the other one I'm forgetting. Download the full video off D Live and then upload it onto uh, the other video sites. So just an idea. I know that's a lot of work to do, but uh, everyone make sure to go check out Awake Up's channel. And I know what you mean. It, it like they they took away my uh, super chat button. And the join button, and they they no no more ad revenue um, because I put out harmful content. And they said, okay, in a month you can reapply, <laughs> but you need to go Isn't through and you you have to delete all the content that we don't like. But we're not going to tell you what we don't like, and we're not going to tell you what you did that was harmful. And it's just this dilemma. I don't want to delete any content, but um, it's really tough. So if anyone wants to support the channel, uh, definitely check out the Patreon Tim Tim Truth Patreon. Um, cause I am hurting as far as keeping this self-sustaining, but, um, thank you so much for joining, uh, a wake up and, uh, we will definitely be in, um, communications. Thank you. I want to thank you for letting me come on the panel. And if you get a chance, stop over at my live stream, which is really late at night. If you can't sleep and for the insomniacs out there, 11 PM Eastern standard. Actually, well, that must be why I haven't seen it recently. I've been having these weird hours where I've actually been sleeping at night. But usually that would be like right up my alley. So I'm sure my schedule will shift back and I'll be 
uh, working the weird shifts the the late night again. So uh, I will definitely tune in and, and hop on if I'm around and seeing you go live. So best of luck with all of your uh, great Thank research. You. Thank you. Keep pushing forward. Thanks. <laughs> Thank wake you up so much, Tim. Have a good Bye. one. Any other panelists want to uh, speak before we wrap up and I go shout out the chat? Where's the hang up button? Okay. So uh, I want to thank everybody in the chat for tuning in. It's been uh, fun to talk. I can't believe 110 people are, are listening to the panel. Um, it's always great to uh, chat with you all. Let me see if there's any uh, comments that I missed. Uh, Sassy Frass says, my pop always said, you learn much more in your own research than anything schools provide. He was correct. Yeah, uh, I think I heard a quote the other day. I'm sure I'm butchering it, but it's some something like, don't let your education get in the way of knowledge. And a lot of times people's education and their schooling can actually be a disservice to them because they uh, get this arrogance that they have it all figured out because they got those gold stars and those A pluses. And it's it's painful to go through the stages of grief to see your um, your illusions destroyed and shattered. Good to see. Um, who did I just see? Amazing drop. Great to see you. Vern, T.I., Mighty Mouse Girlfriend, Charlotte, thanks for sticking by, Sassy Frass, always great to see you, Nitrum Case in the house, Davy Croco 3, good to see you, how's everyone, doing well, doing well, hope you're doing good, I know you're burning a lot of uh, midnight oil, keeping those streams going, multiple a day, inspirational to see people pushing so hard. We have to at this point. Charlotte's laughing about harmful content. Yeah, I mean, it's like way to really like insult me while you ban me or while you demonetize me. Say I'm harming people. Like just say you don't like me, YouTube. Thank you, Sassy, for putting out the link to the Patreon. Please consider people signing up and um, I'm going to be putting out more exclusives and that's the way you'll be notified. Jesse in uh, the chat says, Tim, I believe Rockfin is monetized. I have talked to the Rockfin people. They said it wasn't a good match. <laughs> After they wasted all my time with like a conversation and um, and everything, I think I probably could have pushed forward, but I, I think it was because I didn't sound desperate on the phone. They were like, are you, are you fine with making exclusive content for Rockfin? And I said, well, it depends on how much that would make and how many people would see it because... You know, I like to spend time making content that everybody sees. And as soon as I said that, they were, I don't know, they basically were not interested anymore, which is fine. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you all have a great day. And we will be talking again soon. Stay on the lookout for more reports. And again, hit that Patreon up if you really want to help me out and uh, make this a little more self sustaining. And uh, we can put out more content if that happens. One thing I'm really eyeing is if we hit 100 Patreons, 100 patrons on Patreon, uh, then we can do off YouTube streams. No hold bars. No no bars held. I don't know exactly how to put that in the, as a figure of speech. <laughs> but I think it'll be a lot of fun to not have to worry about having all the work here on YouTube get taken down, which sometimes turns me into a little bit of a wet blanket on these live YouTube streams because they can be very 
finicky about you know what they what what triggers them. And as the channel grows and as more people watch, I'm a bigger target, and uh, they don't like things to be said to a lot of people. So I really appreciate each and every one of you who make this possible. Thanks for hitting that like button. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe if you're new, and um, we'll see you next time. Have a great day.